We do it for Not Nation. This is what we do. Three, two, one. And here we go, 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 go. another nerdy podcast my name is tom van zant i'm your host this is episode number 70 i think i don't know it's been a while since 69 <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long while since 69 if you know what i mean folks <laughs> with me are my magical and my metal co-hosts the official lawyer of Not Nation, the one and only Christopher Todd. Hey, Tom, how you doing? What's going on, buddy? Good, happy to be here for episode 69 plus one. <laughs> is, is that the new standard? We're just going to say 69 plus whatever number added. So like when we hit 80, we'll be at 69 plus 11. Works for me. All right, fair enough. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talks. Here comes the money. The man who brings the money, Mr. J. Money. Chris Todd, Tom Van Zant, I'm glad you're here. Yeah, it's been a couple months since we've recorded. Yeah, the 15th, May 15th. Well, actually, it took me almost a month to edit and drop episode 69. I was seriously and severely slacking. Well, that was the last time on Skype it said you tried to call me was May 15th. All right, so we recorded on May 15th, and then I think I dropped it a month later sometime in June. And, yeah, so a lot has happened since now and then, and we have a lot to discuss, and we will discuss it all. It is un- <laughs> If what? you think about it, it's been so long. We're not going to do a review of Spider-Man. We're going to do a retrospective. Right. <laughs> yeah. Originally, we were going to do a Spider-Man Far From Home review. And uh, we were supposed to record the week that came out, and that didn't happen. And then, uh, so now we're going to do some San Diego Comic-Con news, and I guess we could do a quick review of our thoughts on Spider-Man. You know, why not? Well, well, now that it's on FX. Right. <laughs> That's FX Saturdays. So, <laughs> unfortunately, and I know you're all shocked, Not Nation, D-Rock Derek Mitris is not with us tonight. Uh, we We tried to accommodate his schedule and record yesterday because he would have had today off and therefore could stay up late but unfortunately he had what was his excuse chris air conditioners on and there was no place in the house that he could record that would yes yes that seemed to be the excuse Uh uh-huh uh-huh yeah i just for the record i'm recording outside on my side deck outside the kitchen so i mean if you can't record in the house derek for future reference Maybe you could move it on outside. And just for the record, Tom, he's on Xbox Live right now watching HBO now. Really? Yes. That's interesting because he told us he'd be in bed by 10 and couldn't record tonight. Ain't that some shit? Well, that's okay because you know what? I have a surprise for you boys. I have have a suitable, more than suitable replacement for D-Rock. Oh, cool. Cue the theme music. Ladies and gentlemen, the official 
librarian of Not Nation, Kate. How y'all doing tonight? I'm excellent. How are you? I have been trying to keep a straight face for the past five minutes. <laughs> this entire introduction. Surprise! <laughs> now I can. Now, now the giggles can set in. There you go. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so glad this worked out. Yeah, absolutely. Who needs T-Rock? And how appropriate I'm on episode 70, since on the last episode, there was this little side discussion about this, like, timeshare arrangement you and Steve from Dinner and a Podcast seem to have with my affection. I don't don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) 69 plus one? (laughs) In case my wife's listening, I have no clue. I don't know what you mean, Kate. (laughs) She's never going to listen to this. That's a good point. Point taken. I don't think she's ever listened to one podcast. I've been podcasting now for almost five years. I don't think she's ever listened to one show. And I'm fine with that. I'm probably still married because of that. Hey, whatever works. That's it. So how are you, my dear? I'm fine. It is finally cooled off in my part of Norwalk, Connecticut, USA, Earth, Milky Way. So Mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like the surface of the sun. Yeah, it has felt that way for a while. Although it, I love summer, I'm I'm a beach person, I'm a lake person, but sometimes when I walk outside and it, you can just cut the air because the humidity is so thick, it's like, I think I'm going back inside now. And the worst thing is I work in New York City and it's tourist season, so walking five minutes to get your lunch suddenly takes 20 minutes because you have to play tourist slalom. Oh boy. And by the time I get back, and by the time I get back to my office, I'm lucky I have my salad because I didn't dump it on somebody's head for pissing me <laughs> off. I know what you mean. At my job, we call it dodging the savages. Oh, they're savages. I just call it Taurus slalom because that is literally what it's like when you're walking mm-hmm. the sidewalk. So, here's a tip from a air quotes native because I'm not a native New York City girl. We got tall buildings. You have them too. Don't gawk at ours. Mm. People, you know, people are just annoying, except our listeners. Yeah, we, we love, we love Not Nation. That's right. And hopefully they love us, even though we, only, even though we only put out an episode once, once every five to six weeks at this point. It's, it's monthly. It's a monthly thing. Monthly. I'm, we're going to try to do better, right, Money? Yeah. I mean, hey, I'm always here. I know. I know. for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I know Chris is always on standby. Chris is a good man. He's always yeah, ready to answer. I'm not, the... sure, I'm not sure if that's the best thing to say here, that I have no life so I can record a podcast whenever I... You're, whenever always, you're always available to answer the call. So, that I am. All right. Always happy to be here. And it's, it's good to have you. So we're very excited to have Kate with us. And for those of you who don't know Kate, if you're listeners of Dinner and a Podcast, I'm sure you have heard them mention Kate a million times. They mention me less these days. Um, I, I was, I, I, I think I'm still the number one fan. I, I hope, but they don't mention me as much. Oh, that's not nice. Well, we mention you. We love you. I know, and I, I appreciate it. The little shout outs—they kind of make my day. And then, now I'd be sitting listening at work, and then suddenly I'm putting my head down on my desk laughing. And, and this actually did happen today. I was listening to the previous episode, just because a I missed you guys, and b I missed you guys. Oh. And I must have like started putting my head down on my desk and I was rubbing my eyes because my contact lenses were bothering me. And one of my coworkers messages me like, are you okay? <laughs> I, I, I said, well, well, yeah, I'm fine. Why? Uh, you looked like you were crying. It's like, no, no, uh, uh, just laughing at stuff I only can hear. I'm okay. Don't worry. <laughs> what was making you laugh? 
actually it was the little discussion of the timeshare arrangement that Tom and Steve seem to have for my affections. <laughs> oh, Steve. We love you, Steve. We love you, Steve. <laughs> hey, I. you know what? This is actually, I just had a good idea. It doesn't happen often, but I'm going to go with this. Kate. Yes? Would you please explain to Not Nation... What is the IHOP Radio Network, and who is in the IHOP Radio Network? Well, I'd be happy to. So IHOP stands for International House of Podcasts, and it's our little podcast network of pop culture podcasts, comic book podcasts. I think there's a – we call it soccer. Everybody else in the world calls it football podcast. So we've got Dinner and a Podcast, these lovely gentlemen that I'm spending my evening with, Matt Lee's with Legend in My Spare Time and his interview podcast, which is, I think that really flies under the radar. Matt Lee's Gets Creative. Aussie and the Palm, who are part of our international contingent. Gooners in the USA, which is if you're a fan of Arsenal, got to listen to those guys. And saving my new favorites for last, Dudes in Toyland. Yeah. The dudes in Toyland would appreciate D-Rock's excursion this past week. D-Rock isn't here to tell the tale, but I will tell you part of it. He got a huge deal. J-Money, did you hear about this? I heard all about it. I'm waiting for the Instagram pictures. Holy crap. So D-Rock, was it through Craigslist? Uh, I this think is so. not going to end well if it's Craigslist. Well, Craigslist, it, it was either go it was either Craigslist apps. or Facebook Marketplace or something. He found a guy who lives near us in Hatfield, Massachusetts, USA, Earth Milky Way, and it's a father of obviously someone who collected GI Joe toys. Dudes in Toyland will totally appreciate this, and so will Joe from Dinner and a Podcast. This guy sold all of his kids' G.I. Joe toys. It was like two huge trash bags and a giant box full of like vehicles and figures and all these wonderful collectibles. Fifty fucking dollars. That's some bullshit. Okay, that noise you just probably heard was Will probably jumping out of bed, throwing on clothes really fast running in his car, and he is probably speeding down 95 to get to y'all's house. 50 bucks. D-Rock hit the jackpot, as we say. I, I, don't even, I don't even know. I told him already. I said, if you have any duplicate vehicles, you're selling them to me, and you're selling them for pennies on a dollar, Mr. 50 fucking dollars. you got to be kidding me. He had, like, original, the original Terrordrome box. I mean, that alone he could put on eBay and probably get 50 bucks for and I'm sure he will. Yep. Wait a second, Tom. Are you being fucking greedy with the terror drones now? Ah, now you got the boxes. You've already got two of the damn things. <laughs> he doesn't have two boxes. Though. I do not. But that's pretty amazing. Oh, got married. So I'm very fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I don't have two anymore. They belong to my wife now. Everything is my wife's. I'm very jealous of D-Rock, and sorry, D, I had to tell the story because who knows the next time you're going to be on the fucking podcast to tell everyone about it. So, but that, that was D-Rock's good fortune. Damn it. Wow. Well, I hope the guy that was selling them, he, like, he got his kid's permission, because... Yeah, well, that was my first question. I'm like, do you think this guy's kid had any fucking clue that he did this? Like, they're going to sell the house, and the kid's going to come over and be like, Dad, where are all my toys? <laughs> That's going to be a conversation I would like to be on a fl- fly on the wall for. 
Holy now the, shit. Now the flip side of that is there is a dude at the flea mar- the Brooklyn flea market here in the city that actually did the opposite and he made a business out of that. So when his parents were selling their house, they they told the kids to come over, get all our get all get all your shit out of our house. Mm-hmm. And he looks at it and he's like, I'm gonna sell this at the flea market. Right. And it's called Dan's Parents House. That is literally the name. He's he has a shop, a physical shop in the Bronx, and then he's down at the Brooklyn Flea Market I, on Saturdays and Sundays. And it is literally, he said, to, I talked to him the first time I just met him. He said, this is all my stuff from my parents' basement. It's to- everything from toys to pin buttons to doll parts, which is the creepiest thing in the world when you see them. Yeah, but I'll bet those sell because people, a lot of people want to like complete their old shit that they lost part like you could you could take a terradrome and break it apart not like break it but you know what i mean disassemble it and sell sell the pieces of it and probably make more money right strip it for parts and sell the parts and probably make more money than if you sold the thing as a complete terradrome yeah and even the nostalgia factor i was poking through his bins of buttons and i found one that was for a chicken a fried chicken takeout place that was in my neighborhood growing up and I fortunately found two more, and I sent them to my mom and my sisters. Like, look, I found chicken galore buttons. There you go. And we, so it's it's the nostalgia factor. So. Yeah, definitely. See, the funny thing on my end is my parents are doing the exact opposite. Every time I go home and look at all this shit in the rafters of my parents' garage and in their house, my father just looks at me and says, that's your inheritance. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Hess trucks dating back to the 1960s. Ooh, that's my inheritance. Those are worth- I'm right with you. Those are worth some money. I have to find them. I, I I know they're in my sister's house somewhere, and I tried to find them when I was down there a few weeks ago, but her basement's a scary place. Hmm. Well, I don't even know how we got on this tangent, but I liked it. My, uh, all my comics are at my parents' house still. And you trust them there? Yeah, but it's mostly like late 80s, early 90s stuff. So Yeah, but still, it's worth something. Oh, yeah, I got the entire run of G.I. Joe. Well, I hope your parents know that they are not to ever include those in a tag sale or something silly like that. Or sell them no, to fucking no, Derek know. for 10 bucks a, a whole box on Craigslist. No, 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 they know, they know. They're in a closet in uh, filing cabinets. I was just going to say, are they someplace away from, say, a heater? Because I've had a friend have an unfortunate incident where a water heater burst in his house and his... Long boxes were nearby, and it was the long box where a lot of his stuff wasn't bagged and boarded. Oh. And yes, as your resident, as the official librarian of Not Nation, I encourage all of you who collect comics, if you have anything that is of sentimental value to you, bag and board that shit. Absolutely. And keep it yeah. up off the ground, too. Keep it yeah. off the ground. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything's in like a small walk in closet in filing cabinets and a couple long boxes. All my Perfect. shit is sitting on pallets so that if God yes, forbid. Pallets. Yep. If God forbid I uh, got a little flooding action going on, a few inches of water aren't going to hurt anything because they're up above the ground. So that's a Very good. Smart. There's your, yes, there's your tip from Tom. It's my new weekly segment, even though we're not weekly. <laughs> Tip from you knew, you knew every four month segment. That's right. Quarterly here. Quarterly. Quarterly is better. <laughs> well, we still release more podcasts than Dan Carlin. There you go. There we go. All right. Well, quick uh, introduction for Kate. Everyone, welcome Kate. And 
We're going to talk about some stuff, but before we do, we've pitched IHOP Radio Network. Jay Money. Yo. Why don't you tell Not Nation and any new listeners where they can find all things Not Another Nerdy Podcast? Facebook.com backslash Not Podcast One. Twitter and Instagram at Not Podcast One. And if you're a big Star Wars fan like we are, I've been buying Black Series figures like crazy and posting all the pictures on Instagram. Yeah, you have. So that's been my jam the last couple of months while we haven't recorded. Mostly six-inch Black Series. I'm actually all caught up until the new movies. Awesome. Mine, mine's been Legos because somebody in the IHOP network that we all know and love, whose initials are Will Bell, um, is a big, <laughs> a, a bad Lego enabler. And mm. he's gently encouraged me twice to get large Lego sets. And he is also a man of impeccable timing because both times he's done this, it's been around my birthday when I've been getting Amazon gift cards so I don't have to spend too much of my own money. There you go. Because Legos are not cheap. No, they're not. So I did a first order Star Destroyer. And I did the, this past weekend, I did the Aston Martin. And this is what's funny. I have never pulled an all-nighter in college for any papers or anything. I never pulled an all-nighter in grad school for anything. I almost pulled an all-nighter building Legos. Nice. <laughs> priorities. <laughs> exactly. Priorities. <laughs> I'm like, I, I, I don't know if it was the coffee. I don't know if it was just adrenaline. But I am, I'm a little bit like Derek. I'm not so much a late-night owl. But I was up till 2.30 both times one night. Trying wow. to build these things before I finally said, "All right, you got to go to bed." <laughs> Tomorrow's Wait, another day. Be an adult. I have one question about all that, Kate. Yes. What's grad school? <laughs> <laughs> what's what's high school? <laughs> after high school, there's no school. After I mean, after college, there's nothing else, is there? <laughs> uh, there's the University of Not Nation. <laughs> Congratulations! No, you You've all been enrolled. Tri- <laughs> truth, truth, though, you do have to get an advanced degree to be a librarian. Yeah, you do. You're the smartest person in this place. Well, I don't know. We have a lawyer. Uh, we have a lawyer on hand. I'm a law school reject, so I, Chris is officially the smartest person in this place, and a doctorate program reject. So there. Well, you got further did you, than me. Did you start law school, Kate, or did you go, or did you just not get in, or what, what, how are you law school reject? I applied back in 2001. I had designs on becoming a lawyer, and I did take the LSAT and went and applied to four different law schools, and three of them turned me down, and the fourth one never responded. So I just assumed they lost my application. Well, fuck those law schools. Exactly. Trust me. You ended up better. Mm-hmm. I think I certainly did. All right. Well, yeah, because we already have an official lawyer. We don't need two of them. We need an official librarian, so it worked out. I'm well. an official three months in college uh, reject. <laughs> <laughs> community college, mind you. Community college for video production. Which is basically like glorified high school. <laughs> 13th grade. <laughs> so you basically did the same thing that Kevin Smith did, just didn't bother to get famous afterwards? Ooh. Well, I didn't complete it. He's Jay Money. What are you talking about? He's fucking famous. <laughs> just ask any of the my <laughs> employees. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> We're not supposed to mention that place. I'll bleep out what I. I'll bleep it out. Okay, thank you. <laughs> we we went in a plastic bag list this week. I know. Yep. I'm very yeah, annoyed. Can, That's yeah, so Connecticut, annoying. 
Yep, Connecticut, actually, the bag tax kicked in today. And the town I live in, Norwalk, we actually have a plastic bag ban. Man, this is some bullshit! And that kicked in at the beginning of July. So if you get caught carrying a plastic bag, do you get arrested? No, it's just when you go to the grocery store, you can only get paper bags. And they're often like 10 cents or something. And they really, there's been, they've been pushing, but bring your own reusable bags. Which is, there's got to be a sanitary issue to that. Oh, those things are so disgusting. Right. You put your meat and like frozen food in them. <laughs> right. That's my point. Yeah. Yucky. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna have. They're not gonna last long. They might ma- last like two, three weeks, but after that, they're just gonna be garbage. Ugh. Ugh. Well, the ones we, the ones we have, aren't bad. They're cloth, so we could, if we needed to, we could wash them. There's different levels. If you just want to pay like fifty cents, you get like a cheap plastic one. If you want to get a cloth one, they cost more. You know. Depends Money. What you I'll tell you spend. something. I put my meat in a lot of places more disgusting than a reusable garbage bag. Hey, I was waiting for that. Hey now. <laughs> hey now. But enough about all y'all's meat. Yeah, right? There's a lady here. Come on now. Gentlemen. Oh, where do we go from there? <laughs> Leave it to Chris to really bring up the classiness of not another nerdy podcast. I'm still on my 69 hangover. All right, let Which, it go. In Chris's defense, that was one of the most hilarious parts of the episode. And I, as <clears throat> as one of your lady listeners, I was not offended. All right, well, thank you. I'm glad to hear I, that. I thought, you know, I actually thought we were going to finally piss someone off. Nope. With that, but it was not to be. Nobody I know, and I work with half a nation. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> you, you Although look, one I, did drop off uh, recently. Uh-oh. Yeah, I've been waiting for this to tell Tom. He doesn't know. What happened? <sighs> DJ Deli John? Yeah. What? I don't think we can call him Deli John anymore. He he left? He's yes. No, he's no longer at the deli? No. <gasps> he's just John? Yes. No. What's he doing? I've been, I've been so upset. What's he doing now, Jay Money? Uh, I mean... <laughs> Besides some of the hot girls, he was the only reason I looked forward to going into work. Holy shit. <laughs> Excuse me, hot girls? He has another job at a local TV station, mm-hmm. and he got promoted at the TV station. Well, good for him. So he's TV yeah, John. good for him. Now he's TV John instead of Deli John. TJ. TJ. That's a good nickname. There it yeah. is. Sounds so, like know, DJ. You remember on uh, the old WWF days when uh, the one-man gang turned into Akeem? Yes. In the back alley? Right. So this is kind of like that for DJ. Or He's it, officially now TJ. Or maybe it's like Matt Hardy when he became broken for the first time now. Uh, they must be deleted! Right, right. Or the girls on Glow, the old ladies? Yeah. Remember when they got the uh, acid thrown at them? That's right, and then they transformed into the Toxic Twins. Yeah. <laughs> God, I can't wait well, for season three of Glow. It's yeah, soon, a, isn't it? Yeah, there I was hope. a trailer that dropped, I think, yeah. today. Yep, yep. It comes out in August. So excited. This month. I'm actually have, uh, I'm watching season two in the background right now. Nice. So. All right, so, well, congratulations, so TJ, on the promotion. That's good for you. So he yeah. doesn't need the... Uh, John. Yeah, he doesn't need the uh, deli monies anymore, so. That's okay. He'll always be deli John to Not Nation. 
Exactly. He'll always, he'll, he'll always have one of the more popular guest spots on any of our episodes. <laughs> talking about blowing his cartridges. Oh, boy. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, Kate's going to meet DJ, actually. Yes, I am. <laughs> oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> It'll be interesting. <laughs> It'll right. be memorable. Oh, yeah. And that's going to, well, that'll probably be your... Uh, recommendation at the end of the show where you're where yeah. you're gonna run into kate so we'll save that little tidbit all right well why don't we get into some shit lady and gentlemen because it's been a while uh, a lot has happened since our last episode 69 and well then take it away fearless leader where do you want to talk about well i would like to discuss real quick because we missed the boat on this originally guys and girls of not nation we were going to record a review episode for Spider-Man Homecoming when it came out back in early July. And for whatever reason, we just never put it together. We could never get our schedules to align. Derek. So it didn't add <laughs> Derek. Oh. It's not all Derek's fault. I have a very wacky work schedule as well. But it didn't happen. So, But I did enjoy the movie, and I wanted to share a few things about that. So why don't we take, like, five minutes and just quickly do a little quick review. Our little Not Nation review of Spider-Man Far From Home. And we will start with our lovely guest, because I know she has seen the movie. What did you yes, think? What did you think of Spider-Man Far From Home? It was the quintessential Marvel summer movie. It was a lot of fun. In fact, that's when I, Mr. Librarian Kate... And I left the theater. I was like, that was a lot of fun. It put a nice little bow on the current MCU, but it opened the doors in some very overt and subtle ways to what could possibly be coming next. And you see the subtle ways at the very end. Yeah, you definitely got a glimpse of what will probably be phase four. Yes, though not confirmed yet. And I say yet because... While at San Diego Comic-Con, we got this amazing Vegas buffet of what's coming next from Marvel. There was still some things missing, and that's understandable. They got to hold some back for D23, but it was just so much fun. It made me fall in love with Tom Holland, and pretty much any time the discussion of who's the best cinematic Spider-Man comes up, I'm like, Tom Holland, or get the fuck out. <laughs> that's it. Because he is he good. Plays, you know, because he's you had Andrew Garfield, who was a good... Spider-Man, but not Peter Parker. You had Tobey Maguire, who was a good Peter Parker, but not Spider-Man. You got Tom Holland, who can do both beautifully. And that's what we're looking for. And that's the Spider-Man I want. See, I'm a little biased about my Spider-Man because, you know, in case you hadn't heard, Kate, I was actually in the original Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, Sam Raimi's Spider-Man. There we go. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's on that topic. I'm, I think sometime today... They're one of the first teaser trailers in HD from that was released, and it actually has pictures of the Twin Towers, and we all know when that movie came out yeah. and what happened shortly thereafter. So that was a teaser that did not see the light of day. That's right, and there and was also now, an original movie poster that had the Twin Towers in it, and they nixed that as well. Yep. little trivia, little unfortunate trivia. But, yep. uh, yeah, so... I'm a little biased with Toby, but I do agree that Tom Holland is an awesome and amazing Spider-Man. Yep, and I think this is now set up him as a leader. 
Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see a heck of a lot more of him in movies. Like, he's going to be... Iron Man's passed the torch to him. Absolutely. And whether or not he wants it is another story. Right, right. Well, Spider-Man was always kind of that unwilling hero, you know? He was kind of mm-hmm. forced to become a hero because of what happened to Uncle Ben, so... It's right Mm -hmm. along lines with the character, and I liked it a lot. So, Chris, what did you think of Spider-Man Far From Home? What stood out to you? You know, I agree with everything that Kate said. I think there's just the right mix of funny without telling jokes. The action scenes were great. The story was great. I hate to admit it, Tom, but you called exactly what was going to happen early on, and you were right. I I was probably not as right as you. I don't know what you're talking about. But I like that you're saying I was right. Spoiler, right? Yeah. I, I, by this point, I think it's out on Blu-ray by now, isn't it? I mean, everyone's yeah. seen it. So yeah, I by think... the time you're done editing this, there'll be a, there'll be Spider-Man Four. You're an um, asshole. Yeah, you're... it'll be the eight o'clock movie on HBO on a Saturday night. I hate you all. No, you remember you said that, you, that it would be that the Mysterio would be faking coming from a different dimension. Mm-hmm. And I thought this was how they were going to introduce the multiverse. Mm-hmm. And we all thought that. We all thought that, Chris. Nope. I don't have a problem saying Tom's right. I'm just not going to say that I'm not right. Okay. <laughs> but I liked it a lot. In a way, it was the longest post-credit scene of a Marvel movie. Yeah, yeah, you're so right. If you think about it, you're right. The post-credit scene for, for Endgame is really what it was. Mm-hmm. But it, it wrapped up the Infinity War storyline and the first 22 movies. And you're right. It set up, it set up what's going to come. And it was that transition period. So I liked it. Four stars. Nice. How about you, Money Money? I loved it. I got no complaints at all. Those after credit scenes were amazing. <laughs> and the only thing is I'm still not sold on the costume. I'm not a giant fan of it. I actually like the Amazing Spider-Man movie costumes better. Okay. But I like the Todd McFarlane huge eyes and the mask look. I mean, you're talking about the Ditko-inspired costume? Because that's pretty much like spot on to the original Spider-Man suit. Yeah, I like the Todd McFarlane look mm-hmm. better. Mm-hmm. And I just have to say, how does Marissa Tomei just get hotter the older she gets? <laughs> oh, man, of course. Of course you have to touch on that. Yeah, she was looking pretty good. Aunt May is no slouch. Well, all these podcasts I've listened to that reviewed it, not one person has mentioned that. Well, leave it to you to be the one guy on one podcast of any podcast. It's got to be this one that you would There's definitely. There's a first time for everything. you got to point out. Who the hot chick in the movie was. and I, I mean, come on. How long ago was she on Seinfeld? Like 1989? <laughs> Think about it. And she's still hot as hell. She's, she's aged well. She has not yeah. hit the wall. She's avoided all walls. So, You're right. so good for happy. Yeah. Oh, remember a few years ago when she played a stripper in The Wrestler? Hey, oh, do I remember? <laughs> oh, boy. It's like burned into my retina, Chris. Like when I <laughs> blink my eyes, I see that. I immediately not only just that up. Not only does he not re- does he remember, he owns the director's cut of That's that movie, right. I'm sure. Oh, sure. Can you actually break a, a Blu-ray from pausing it too often? <laughs> Probably. No. <laughs> no. You can break the player. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't break the player. Break the game. What? Sorry. <laughs> Listen, this is one thing I'll, I'll say, excluding Marissa Tomei's appearance. She's the first Aunt May that has ever made any sense in any of these movies. Yeah. It's never made sense that Aunt May's like 70. Right. That would mean that Peter's that Peter's father was and her had like a thirty year age difference. Right, made no sense whatsoever for Aunt May to be an old lady. You're right. Mm-hmm. Unless unless she was a great aunt and he was just using Aunt May just 
like we all have family, you know, close family not, friends that we call no, aunt and uncle, and they're the, not really our the, aunt and uncle. In the comics, Richard Parker was Peter's dad. Uncle Ben was was Richard Parker's brother. May was the one who married Ben. So she wasn't even related. Yeah, she's not even a Parker. She's a Parker huh. by marriage. Huh. Fucking lame. What do you mean, fucking lame? <laughs> of course, she's a Parker by marriage. Why doesn't that make sense? No, it does make sense. It's just, I don't know. Well, Ben, in, doesn't it make sense that Uncle Ben, the one who was killed, was yeah. Peter's dad's brother? All right. Do you know Peter's mom's name? No. Mary. Mary. What happened to her? She died too. Richard oh, and Mary. I never knew that. Richard and Mary Parker both died. Kind of ironic that the love of his life's name is Mary Jane, right? MJ. 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 So, well, she's not Mary Jane in the new movies, which is an, that is still a bone of contention with me. That's annoying, but that's okay. I love Zendaya though. I think she's doing a great job as the character. I just she's so much fun. She is. I just hate that her name isn't Mary Jane. It bothers the shit out of me. But I won't get into a tangent about that because I've railed on it and about it enough in past podcasts. So my thoughts on Spider-Man Far From Home. It was, as Kate said, a fun summer movie. I did have some issues with it, however, unlike you fine folks who find no fault in anything. So the two biggest issues. One, Jesus Christ please stop with the Tony Stark beat me over the head Tony Stark's dead shit. The whole fucking movie was just one big reminder that Tony Stark sacrificed himself in Endgame and everything revolves around Tony Stark. And why is it that every Spider-Man villain is the result of Tony Stark? In the first Spider-Man Homecoming, Vulture was created. Why? Because of Tony Stark. Because Tony Stark had damage control going to New York to clean up after the Battle of New York and took away the contract from Adrian Toomes and then he got pissed and became the Vulture. Therefore, Tony Stark is the reason Spider-Man's Vulture was created. Now fast forward to Far From Home. Who's the main villain? Well, we find out it's Quentin Beck, a.k.a. Mysterio, who's not really from an alternate universe. He's a disgruntled former Stark employee who actually invented the hologram tech that was used at the beginning of Captain America's Civil War. And he's pissed because Tony Stark made fun of his invention and called it fart or barf or something, right? The anagram for it spelled out barf, I think. And he was all disgruntled and pissed, so he becomes a villain. So again, Tony Stark creates Spider-Man's next villain, Mysterio. Don't Every forget the villain in, Spider in Iron Man 3. <laughs> right. Everything revolves around Tony Stark. It's enough. Well, he is the main character of okay. this entire universe. But it's Spider. I was say, have you not been watching Marvel movies yeah, for but, eleven years? But see, he's this the is the main character. I, I know money. I get it. But he's not the main character in a movie titled Spider Man. Like it's enough with Iron Man and Tony Stark. Okay, it's enough. It's there enough. was too much of a presence of a dead dude hanging Thank over you. this movie, Thank and I can you. see where that would get under your skin. Annoying. It, it, right, Chris? You even have to admit it was heavy-handed. Remember what I said a minute ago about this being the... The post-credit scene, yes. Post-credit scene for Endgame? Right. Which kind of the big deal was that Tony sacrificed himself? Yes. Yeah. It kind of was the plot of the movie. It was Peter dealing with his mentor and the only real father figure he's had dying. So Since Uncle get Ben's death, yes. Yeah. 
All right, so that was my problem number one. Problem number two. 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 Come on, Kate. Deuce. Give us a two. Drop the deuce. Give us a two, Kate. Two. Thank you. <laughs> no, you got it in your best D-Rock impersonation. Oh, okay. Give it. Give us a D-Rock impression. I can't do that. I've been, I've been drinking off. Just go. Just go. This is stupid. That's your, there. There's like all you have to do if you want to do a D-Rock impression. Just grumble and go. This is stupid. Oh, stupid. There you go. <laughs> all right. So so point number two. Problem number two. Quentin Beck. Dude, use an alias. You used your actual name and told Nick Fury. Now, granted, we find out at the end of the movie it wasn't really Nick Fury. It was Thalos or Talos, whatever isn't it, the Skrull from Captain Marvel, pretending Nick Fury. Yeah, pretending to be Nick Fury. But at the time, it's supposed to be Nick Fury. You tell Nick Fury you're Quentin Beck from another dimension. Now, anybody, I, you don't have to be the director of Shield, but anybody would look up that name in some internet database and find out you were a former employee of Stark Industries and h- how the hell does that get by? How does that pass? That's a, I agree. With, okay, I can agree with you there. There's a certain, it's like with certain aspects of Endgame and Time Trial, you have to have a certain suspension of disbelief, but that's a pretty I, I get obvious. That. That's pretty obvious. Like, use an alias. Don't use your real name if you're going to try to fake out Nick Fury and say you're from another dimension. Give me a fucking break. <sighs> Maybe he was a scroll. Yeah. I kind of hope so because I was pissed they killed him off. He was a great character. I'll tell you one thing I loved about this movie. I loved how comic booky it was, right? Yes. He, yep. he had the traditional villain tirade. Like every villain has that monologue in comic books where they go over their dastardly plan and their motivation behind it. He had that moment in the bar when he was talking to all of his minions. It was fucking yes. amazing. I'm like, this is straight out of a comic book. I love this. Like, you couldn't have had a more true supervillain moment. It was great. And I also loved how they explained his tech, how he did all his illusions with the drones and the hologram projectors. It was brilliant. Well done. So, for that reason, the movie is amazing, and I have to overlook my small problems with it, but I still have to acknowledge those problems. And I Come on, the greatest comic book ending of all time. Having J. Jonah Jameson, by the way, J.K. Simmons, J. Jonah Jameson from the Tobey Maguire mm-hmm. Spider-Man movies comes back to reprise the role. That in itself is an amazing cameo nod. But the fact that he's the one who outs Peter Parker by playing Quentin Beck's video is just so fucking amazing. And that's such a comic book cliffhanger moment where the world now knows Peter Parker is Spider-Man, and you get Peter slapping his face going, oh, no, and that's how they end the movie. So amazing. So comic booky, so well done. Great. I can't wait for the third one. That's why it was such a fun movie. It really was. Mm-hmm. Really was. I, I, it was, like, one of the best after-credit scenes. Yeah, it was awesome. That they've had, yet. Yeah. And the fact that DailyBugle.net, because they, yeah. <laughs> they haven't made any mention of the Daily Bugle paper in this MCU, so I thought that was brilliant, that they made it a, a like an internet online YouTube type thing, and he's kind of like an Alex uh, Jones. Alex Jones in yeah. Wars type. <laughs> it's amazing. Well done. Well done, MCU. Well done, director of Spider-Man Far From Home and Kevin Feige and everyone else involved. I tip my cap. But a couple of those things you, sh- you overlooked and you shouldn't have, like the fucking Quentin Beck 
no one knows. Fair enough. For, More for than worse. fair enough. <laughs> and, it, and it's things now that I'm going to watch that movie a second and a third time and be like, yeah, Tom was right. It's just so well, obvious, you know? Well, Tom, uh, I'm going to watch it and say, oh, Tom's an idiot. <laughs> That's fine, too. You're right. You're both <laughs> right. Okay, first off, Jay Money, you would have done that anyways. Well, yeah. <laughs> and, this, and the second thing is, apparently... I missed it because I'll wait till it comes out on Blu-ray on Tuesday to see it. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I watch I watch the news in the morning and I think to myself, Tom's an idiot. I know, but apparently there's a scene that there. I think that they were strongly alluding that the Fantastic Four bought Avengers Tower. Yes, right. that was what I was referring to about getting hints in overt and not so overt ways about the. Net about what's coming from the MCU is the idea that that you swing by what was Stark Tower and you see some graffiti that implies it's now going to be the Fantastic Four Tower. So are we getting our long-awaited Fantastic Four movie? Well, we didn't find out about that at San Diego Comic-Con. Nope. We got a hell of a lot of other stuff, though, from Marvel. Like I said earlier, it was like a Vegas buffet. That is a wonderful segue, stuff. Kate. That was a wonderful segue to get into our San Diego Comic-Con 2019 news. Occasionally, I do something intelligent. Welcome for a special news report. Take it away, honey. What do you got for us? I wrote notes, so I didn't sound like an idiot. Do it. Do it. Do it. Give them to but us. But it was I, the one thing I'm still, pro- I am still, it's, this was last week, and I am still processing everything that Marvel has done. They, now, y- y'all have to remember, they skipped Hall H last year. Right. They came back, and mother of God, they came back in this in big way. I'm reading all this and saying, you know, Disney's got their own con. You want to hold some stuff back for that? But they're like, no, here, have everything. Yeah, they released all of the Phase 4 movies up through 2012, right? Or, well, or not, 2022. not all of them. There's still things like Black Panther 2, Captain Marvel 2, Guardians of the Galaxy 3 that we don't have any details yet. And I think that's, my, my sense is that's coming at D23 later this month. I was really surprised they gave us all this detail on the TV shows. Because as I was thinking about it today, I'm saying, saying to myself, that's something they could have held back. And had this big, splashy, at their own con, debut of everything coming on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. I love but it. But it's really... I'm actually more excited for some of those Disney Plus TV shows than the movies. Yeah, you're right. Um, I don't really give a shit about Doctor Strange 2. Does that make me a bad MCU fan? Yes. Yes. Very. No, it's it gonna doesn't. It's going to be the first uh, MCU horror movie. That is true. What's wrong with you, Tom? Man-Thing should be the first MCU horror movie. Oh, who cares about Man Thing? Well, who cared Listen. about fucking Guardians of the Galaxy before that movie came out? Now they're one of the hottest properties there is. Marvel and Kevin Feige have a way of taking a character you don't give two shits about and making them the hottest fucking character going. You only care about Man Thing because it has Man in the title. Whatever. You mean Shang Chi? What the fuck is that's what I'm mystified about? You're gonna love that. You're Why gonna are we love that. In a bad guy organization that should have came in in Iron Man Two. Don't worry, you're gonna love it. Well, one thing that Marvel hasn't done well, and this is something Mr. Librarian Kate and I have talked about, is they give us these wonderfully complex villains, and then they do nothing, and then they kind of get rid of them. Like mm-hmm. Killmonger kill is a great him. example. Yeah, or they ki- yeah they kill him off. Like Mysterio is a great example. He was awesome, and then they killed him. Yeah, like I love Black Panther. It's after Endgame. It's my number one movie, and Killmonger was just so beautifully complex. Had this wonderful, rich story. He's got his own miniseries on the comic side. And there was enough there to develop into its own movie. 
but they killed him. Yep. Black Panther. So, uh, uh, you can't see me, but I'm making like this, what the hell are you thinking face. So there's, <laughs> there's, you know, and in the spirit of let's not just gush over everything. Let's find where things have gone, aren't making us happy. I, one thing that Marvel did that did not make me very happy was, and this may be a little controversial and I'm sure y'all going to roll your eyes when I say this. They did not treat Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with the care and respect that it deserved. Now, the big thing is about an hour or change, a couple hours before their panel, they announced the seventh season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. would be the last. Now, I'll be the first one to say the show's very long in the tooth, should have ended after season four, but this was the first MCU TV show. They shoved off that panel on a Thursday. Yeah. Why not give it a minute? And they may, there may be logic behind this. They may be doing thinking, well, San Diego has DCC 2020. That'll be the last, last ever. It'll be right after the final season airs. Um, I know they just finished filming that season, but that show also has a very, very devoted fan base. And I feel like with that announcement, that show deserved better. I'm one of those devoted fans, and that show is pissing me off. I'm nope. the only person I know that watches that show. No, nope. Chris Todd, we Chris wa- Todd we watch watches it. it. I watch it too, money. Huh? It, it got long in the tooth, but it did. It, the way Marvel treated it, it did not deserve that kind of treatment, especially well, with I the mean, devoted I, fan base that it does have. I <laughs> just I, do it, Tom. Can just I? Can I? Can, can I get? A, can I do a little side tangent away from San Diego Comic Con news for this? Please. Oh, absolutely. It's your show. Uh, it's all of our show, Kate. It's a group effort. But I'm going to hijack it for this moment because I have to I have to rant. Agents of Shield, what the fuck are you doing? Why are you not acknowledging the snap or the blip or whatever the fuck you want to call it? Like this season they've made no mention of the fact that half the universe was dusted. And as I've pointed out to Chris Todd, this season takes place one year yes. after the events of Infinity War. Which means, folks, that things haven't been brought back to the way they were yet. Because that happens five years into the future from Infinity War. And this mm-hmm. is only a year after. So that means it's been a year since the dust. And the, the show has done a decent if not good job of bringing the ties between the films and bring tying in the films. Oh, they just did it at the end of last season. They mentioned Thanos for God's sakes. There you go. I there mean, how go. much more of a tie in do you need to the fucking infinity war movie than to talk about Thanos? And then the following season, which takes place one year to the day of the events of infinity war and Coulson dying, you're going to all of a sudden not make any mention and and miraculously, the entire team avoided being dusted. What are the fucking odds of that? I'm sorry, but I just it doesn't sit well with me. The fa- okay, I'll suspend my disbelief and believe that no major character was a victim of Thanos's snap. That's where I will say, don't suspend your disbelief. I think they. It's that idea of it feels it feels shoddy writing, mm-hmm. and again, it reinforces this idea that it is. And I actually wrote this in my notes: redheaded stepchild of Marvel television. They don't give a shit about the the existing Marvel TV shows now. Right. It's all it, the ones they're going to give a shit about are going to be on Disney Plus. Right. So it's it's sort of the same way with I, I've heard I don't know who has watched Jessica Jones yet, but I've heard our I've heard folks tell me it feels like it's been phoned in. Well. But I've, 
But I've uh, also heard it's I enjoyed one of the best it. Seasons. Yeah, yeah I liked it. It was very bleak. The ending was depressing as hell. Oh yeah, it was. Oh my god. <laughs> like, and if you were a fan of Trish Walker and the Hellcat character, oh my god, did they do that character a disservice by the end of that that's, fucking season? That's the number one reason um, that I have heard that of the number one criticism I have heard from folks is that they have not done Hellcat justice. No. Not at all. But, I mean, it was good. The writing was good. I, it was compelling. They kept me involved for 13 episodes, which is more than Iron Fist could do. Well, but, okay, now the word... All I'm going to say about Jessica Jones is her superpowers are almost completely irrelevant to that show. Agreed. She could just be a, a bitchy private eye, and it would be absolutely no different. Right. You take the strength away from her, it means nothing. Yeah, she basically she didn't have much use for it in this season. She's never had a use for her powers. It's well, never been a big deal. She's she's like the least powered superhero in any Marvel show to the point where it's hardly a superhero show. Well, that's not true. She's got more powers than say, I mean Daredevil really has no superpowers other than his radar. He's just an athlete. He doesn't have like super strength or anything. He just he he He's has impervious to pain. I wouldn't say he's impervious to pain. He has a great he's tolerance. A he's blind but can see with bat-like radar. <laughs> Jessica Jones could get her powers from a decent gym membership. She can fly, dude. I've never seen her fly. She, she doesn't like fly in the show because she doesn't acknowledge she can fly. That's one of her that's, powers. That's the point of the. what I'm saying is the show. They don't use her powers for anything. Well, that's because she doesn't really want them. Like, that's the whole point of her character. She's an unwanted... She's she, she's like a self-loathing hero. She doesn't really yeah. want to be a superhero. But that's the thing. You take you you subtract the powers completely and just make her a damn good detective, and the show is absolutely no different. Nah, I, I wouldn't say it's no different, but I see your point. You could tell that story without having her have powers. I get your... Exactly. In this season, her powers were basically like, every once in a while, they're like... Oh, yeah. Right in that she lifted something heavy. <laughs> so people remember that she's actually a superhero. She broke That's about door. as much as they as it came into play. She broke the lock on the door. Yeah, there we go. It's like have her break something that normal people can't break just so we remember she's got powers. Mm -hmm. That's pretty much how they handle her. She probably didn't fly because they were too cheap to pay for the effects. No, no. they No. Eh, he might be onto something. No. Yeah. Netflix shows. just raised all our rates. They have enough money yeah. to pay for the effects. <laughs> That's right. Uh, now, on the topic of Netflix, that was something that disappointed me a little bit mm -hmm. at San Diego Comic-Con because um, we got The Witcher, yep. which is they're calling Netflix's Game of Thrones, and that looks pretty good. We got Is that the one that's going to star Henry Cavill? Yes. Okay. Yes. Uh, now, I expected a bit more from them. There's things like Umbrella Academy has a second season. I believe there is a third season. There, there is a third season in development for *Chilling Adventures of Sabrina*, but I also remember they had a real kick-ass New York Comic Con panel last year, so they may be holding some of that stuff back. Right. And I also know Mark Millar, who's written a couple of comics for Image. He's got a deal with Netflix, so they may be also waiting and announcing some of his projects as I well. I wonder if that means we're going to get a kick-ass Netflix series. Yep. Exactly. Because Mark exactly. Millar, he wrote Kick-Ass. But more than Netflix, DC was practically non-existent. Oh, my God. Embarrassing, right? They had they had this whole 80th anniversary of Batman, which I'm looking at. 
this whole experience. And I'm looking at it, it's like, oh, it's cool. Let's, let's hope they bring that to New York Comic Con. I'd like to see that. But everybody, everything I've read, are people that I know that have gone have talked to, they like they always talk about something was off about DC's presence. And it's because it's part of Warner Media now. It was definitely more a lifestyle brand. They were very focused on getting people to sign up for DC Universe, selling stuff to people. The comics felt like an afterthought. Uh, they've been putting a lot of time and energy into pumping up their graphic novel side, which, again, I'm a librarian. I think that's great. Get kids reading graphic novels. But you can't also help but notice that they've shuttered Vertigo comics. Mm. They've shuttered Mad Magazine. It really feels like the comic side, the floppy side, is becoming less and less important for DC. Oh, yeah. It's becoming a digital world. And that troubles me. And I'm mm. hoping that they are putting money into DC, DC Universe and really boosting up that comic content. If they make DC Universe more like a Marvel Unlimited, where I can go in and read, if I had a, a, an immense amount of time, I could go in and read a thousand issues of action comics. When they launched DC Universe, the comic side was very curated, and they've been slowly and slowly adding to it, which is all well and good. But look at what Marvel's already done. They got a lot of catching up to do. Mm -hmm. And it was just hardly any comic news out from DC. DC Films opted out completely, so we're not seeing Joker. We're not seeing Wonder Woman 1984. The biggest thing I think I can think of is Mr. Miracle walked away with all the Eisners. And maybe that's all the publicity that they needed. Yeah, it's very unusual. They yeah, really didn't promote any of their upcoming movie projects. It's like... Yeah. And they need the most help. I mean, they are light years behind Marvel and the MCU. Yeah, they really are. And it's... I'm not just saying that because I'm Marvel biased. I know all you DC fans out there are like, you guys, just, you're all about Marvel. I love the DC characters. I love the Justice League. I grew up on Superman and the Hall of Justice and the Super Friends. I, I have such an affinity for these characters. One of my favorite TV shows is The Flash on the CW. That's a DC character. Yeah. They have dropped the fucking ball with their big budget movies. It's yep. Doesn't uh, Harley Quinn come yeah. out in the spring? It does. It does. Yeah. So you're not and that far off. Yeah. And it does sound like there's going that Warner Media is going to put some investment on the TV side into the shows. June Patrol's got a second season, which is great by me cuz now I can watch the first season and get mm -hmm. invested. Titans is getting a second season. Swamp Thing we won't talk about. Yeah, what a what a mistake they made there, huh? That, and that was 100% higher-ups at Warner Media. Dropping not the sure, ball. Not sure what the direction of the show was and almost expecting a Net Netflix-like returns right away in, spite of the in terms of viewership, in spite of the fact that it got critical acclaim. And it's just a cool character. I mean, just like Man-Thing. I mean, yeah, so I I'm kind of fingers crossed maybe, you know, that we are in an era where... Fans complain loud enough about something, anything can get revived. Yeah, or or made. I mean, look at Deadpool. The reason Deadpool got green lit is because they leaked that footage, and the fan response was so strong, Fox was like, oh, shit, I guess we should make this movie. I'll give you another great example of this, one of my our favorite TV programs in our house, which is The Expanse. Mm -hmm. Sci-Fi canceled The Expanse after season three, and the fans... We're not very happy about that. I'm so happy you brought The Expanse up. I'm so thrilled that it's coming back. 
And it's not only getting a season four in December, mm-hmm. it's already been signed for a season five. And I'm not surprised about this because Jeff Bezos has made no secret. He loves the source books. He loves the show. I think he really, really wanted that before sci-fi got it. And it just shows he's putting a lot of time and care. It's going to be having I've watched it mostly on Amazon Prime now. So I have seen and just a little background for you two if you've never watched shows that they've they filmed uncut versions where you hear F-bombs constantly and they were edited out on sci-fi. And I think even sometimes on reruns, they, they slipped them in because nobody cared. But there's more creativity on the Amazon side and that shows. So I'm, I'm excited. I still have to watch season three. I've watched the first two seasons, but I'm, I'm really excited that this is back. I Bring me my space politics. You're going you're gonna to like season three. Oh, good, 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 good. Um, I was so pissed when it ended, and they're, they're like, "Well, we're not going to bring it back." And then Amazon saved the day. It was just, it got good. It gets really good at the end. I'm going to tell you that much. You're going to, it ends well. Should give you a big hope for next season. Okay. And one last thing I'll mention, and actually, it there, and it's really a, not so much a mention, but a non-mention is Star Wars. There wasn't a and I cuz and I say this cuz I know y'all are big Star Wars fans, but there wasn't a lot of Star Wars, a lot of toys, but there wasn't anything big on the TV and movie sides and that's okay. We just had Star Wars celebration and I have a theory that we are going to see the next big Rise of Skywalker trailer attached to either an NFL football game or a college football game because and I, it's my money's on the NFL because the NFL still owns two days of the week in this country. And they are going to work that. It's going to be Monday Night Football. They're yeah, going to drop I was going to say a Star Wars it'll be right. probably the first Monday Night Football this season. Yep. Or it's going to be the first Patriots game. Yeah, that's possible. Which will probably be one and the same. They'll probably be on the first Monday Night Football game. Yeah, <laughs> they could be. So that's that's my last big thing is that I, I didn't see Star Wars outside of toy stuff, and I'm cool with that. Weren't you also pissed off at those two dipshits from Game of Thrones? Oh my God, those motherfuckers! <laughs> I I wasn't gonna let you off without without talking about that because I know it was bothering you. Go ahead, talk about okay. it. Okay, so we all know the last season of Game of Thrones, and this is me being nice, was a hot mess. Well, I mean, some people enjoyed it, but a lot of us true fans were disappointed. Uh, there were yes. disappointing aspects. It could have ended better. There was going to be a panel with the writers. David and David, and a couple of the stars, and the David Squared backed out. The star, one star, Nat- Natalie Emmanuel, who plays, and I'm blanking on her name because it's late here, but she's Daenerys's right hand woman. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Missandei. Miss- Missandei. She backed out of the panel as well. Which and there is was too other- bad because she had one of the greatest moments of the season when she yelled Dracarys before they beheaded her ass. That was. I, that was one of my favorite moments of the entire thing. Coupled with that, there was at least one other panelist who blamed the media for oh. waging a negativity campaign. Oh, boy. And all I have to say is the, the, these writers, these stars, you got to own your shit. And not only that, act like you've been there before, right? Yep. I mean, this this isn't your first season on this show. You've been doing it for eight years. You should be able yep. to take criticism by now. Yep, we can speak chapter and verse about Game of Thrones, but I just that this those decisions to me were cowardly. Own your shit, show up as you just said. Take the criticism. 
and learn from it and do better next time. Although, quite frankly, I don't know how much faith HBO will have in these two gentlemen in producing anything else for them anymore. Well, it makes me worried because they're supposed to be doing the uh, Star Wars trilogy for Lucasfilm. <laughs> it'll, it'll be fine up until the second to the last season. Right. <laughs> the second. So the first two movies will be good and then they'll botch the third one in the trilogy and ruin the whole thing. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. It's... <laughs> Well, unless they follow the J.J. Abrams, Ryan, whatever the fuck his name is. Ryan Johnson. From the beginning. (laughs) Ryan Johnson. And and with all that said, it remains to be seen how many Emmy Awards they will actually walk off with. The the, the Academy of Television Arts and Sciences, they love to give shit when it's the last chance for a show to get Emmys. They love to dole them out like candy. I'm a Mad Men fan, and they did that for Mad Men, and it was justified there. I'm not so sure now about Game of Thrones. Well, they did. Uh, the The Academy did it as well with Lord of the Rings. Yeah, with Return of the King. That that they gave that Best Picture after they snubbed the first two. But you're right, and uh, those guys are bitches. They should have showed up. They should have went. And I'm not sure why Masande, the actress there, would have skipped it. Which no one blamed her for anything. She didn't do anything wrong. I'm not sure either. I, I that could have been a decision made by her her management. Uh, not wanting to expose her to what could have been a contentious situation. But could as have I been. said, oh, it would have said, been. It would have been like the Red Wedding. You got <laughs> oh, shit. In a metaphorical sense. Yeah, it could have been literal. Some of these fans are pretty fucking crazy and irate. Maybe they would have <laughs> stripped her naked and watched her, walked her down Broadway going, shame. shame <laughs> they should have stripped those two writers down naked and shamed them. That's what they should have. Rather see her naked. Let's just be honest. Here. Well, uh, yeah, obviously. Well, not if. And I let me. And, let's put a, and to put a bow on this, let me remind you all that I that one of those Davids did write X Men Origins Wolverine, and then we know that was not a fun movie to watch. Yeah, that wasn't great. All right, Kate. Well, you have been an excellent doler. Is doler the word I wanted to use? <laughs> source. 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 You've been an excellent source of San Diego Comic Con news. And I thank you. No problem. And you were awesome on this episode. Well, thank you. And I, and I thank you, got, you. You guys are my second, uh, my second IHOP podcast. There is a third in the works. I'm going, not going to say. I don't want to jinx Stop it. Stop sleeping third. around, Kate. What? Stop sleeping around. You're gonna get it. You're gonna get one of those reputations. Casting <laughs> willy nilly all over the IHOP world. The Pope. You cannot talk to the librarian Kate in such a manner. Thomas Vanzant, you should be ashamed of yourself for accusing this lovely lady of spreading herself around. Hello, librarian Kate. Your Holiness, I am I am I am honored. <laughs> no, the honor is all mine. I had to come on this terrible podcast so that I could thank you for all you have done. And I want to talk with you about the greatest book ever written. You, the librarian, Kate, must know the greatest book ever written, yes? I do. I do. It is a work of faith. It is a work of literature. And some may even say it is a work of history. And this book is called The Bible. The Holy Bible. Bless you, Kate. Bless you. And to these other heathens 
May God have mercy on your souls. Yeah, thanks, Pope. I'm a big fan of the Bible and all of those magical made-up stories. Oh, shut it, Tom. What? What? Come on. We're not getting into a religious discussion. I'm not getting into a religious discussion. I'm a big fan of the Bible. That's a great work of fiction. That's why I said it's a work of literature. That's right. There, there's some that say it's a work of relig- a, reli- a religious text, and some that say it's a text of literature, and there's some that even say it's a text of history. It can go many ways. And, and even if it is history, it's definitely been embellished a little bit, boys and girls. That's all I'm going to say. And now I'm going to leave that one alone. All right, Chris. When was the last time you went to church, Tom? Oh, ho, ho. let's see. When was the last time somebody died? Um... <laughs> I don't know. I Actually, that's a damn good question, Money. I don't know the last time I was in church. But I know I shouldn't be there. I have no business being in church. The last time I went to church, uh, Jesus fell off the cross. <laughs> what? What's weird if you knocked him off? Because you were drunk. <laughs> Money only uh, goes for the wine. <laughs> well, we appreciate His Holiness dropping by unannounced. I'm a big fan of when people just show up. Yeah. But he's right. Kate was awesome. Well, thank you. Thank you guys for having me. You're you're like a natural podcaster. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. More than one person has told me, you need to have your own podcast. Yeah. I'm like, but there's editing. Yeah, that sucks. I can tell you that sucks. So I just like to go on and guest on people's shows. Yeah, well, you're damn good at it. Keep, keep doing it. See, like see, I th- you should be the Black Widow of podcasting. Just keep go. showing up and being a big part of everything else. Don't bother with your own thing. Well, I'll yeah, wear but... the leather cat suit, too. <laughs> but she's getting her own movie. That was revealed at San Diego. Yeah, we'll see how that turns out. I'll be nice. I'm sure it'll be good because, well, they, it'll be good. Well, I, I'm Marvel. curious when it's going to take place. I think it's going to be. A, it, it's supposed to be a prequel. I mean, I, the, the, everyone's joking. We're finally going to find out what happened in Budapest. So... Oh, why she's got red in her ledger? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think it's supposed to take place someplace during the Marvel movies that we know. I'm sure there'll be flashbacks and whatnot, but I think it's supposed to take place probably, obviously, post-Iron Man 2. Okay. But pre-Avengers. Hmm. Fair enough. Everything Chris just said. <laughs> All right. Thank you. All right, well, why don't we do some recommendations for Not Nation, and we'll start with our guest, Librarian Kate. You've been a treat, and we've been really happy to have you, and we're going to have you on again. You are making me blush. You're, you're good, man. You're good. You, you're really good. <laughs> All right, you want a recommendation? I will give you a comic recommendation. Okay. I have been reading, and this is on recommendation from our good friends at Dinner and a Podcast, Steve and Joe, Deceased. So that's D-C-E-A-S-E-D. Okay. It's there's three issues. There's a fourth one coming out this week. It's a zombie apocalypse story set in the DC universe where a virus is wiping out humanity. Now, is this kind of a Marvel zombies ripoff? Because it sounds like it might be. Yes, it, it is. It, it's one of those you look at it and it's like Marvel zombie. It Marvel zombies. I haven't read Marvel Marvel zombies, so I can't judge. I, I know I'm a sucker for a good. Post-apocalypse apocalypse story. I'm a child of the '80s. I grew up believing that nuclear bombs were going to hit me at any time. Yeah. So this is like my catnip. All right. So wait. Let me sidetrack you for one second because I know you've read it, and I just finally read it the other day. What did you think of the final issue 
of The Walking Dead. Because for those of you who don't know, there's a comic book that The Walking Dead TV show is based on. And Robert Kirkman surprised everyone and he made issue 190, was it 193 or 194? It was 193. Yeah, 193 was the final issue ever. He ended the story of The Walking Dead. Kate, what were your thoughts real quick? In a word, anticlimactic. Yeah, absolutely In it was. three other words, as I always say to our writers at Multiversity, Kirkman gonna Kirkman. And he Kirkmaned, all right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All I but know is there's a reason I stopped reading that series uh, a couple years ago, and that's all I'm going to say about it. Yep. So. Kirkman gonna Kirkman. <laughs> Kirkman was smart to end it. Probably should have ended it a while ago, but that's it. That's all I'm going to say about it. All right, sorry. So you were deceased. Keep going. And by the I'll way, say- I believe their newest comic corner was deceased, right? Their new that's podcast. why. I, it's, it was one of those. It was on my list of uh, maybe I'll read this eventually. I listened to the boys. They're raving about it. I was like, all right, I'll try it out. If, if I like it, fabulous. If I don't, I got something to tease them about later. And it turned out that I liked it. Okay. So... I will recommend that, and I will also recommend, if I may, if you have access to DC Universe, Doom Patrol is awesome. Cool. It is an NSFW show, so this is not something you're going to want to watch at work, not something you're going to want to watch with the kids get around, but it is irreverent, and it is fun, and it breaks the fourth wall, and it doesn't give two shits. Right, and it's got some and pretty, that's what makes it great. pretty crazy characters, too. Awesome. Thanks, Kate. How about you, Chris Todd? What do you want to recommend to Not Nation? The first thing I'm going to recommend is myself. Oh, that's weird. Okay. Awkward. Because not only am I a lawyer, as of the middle of June or the end of June, I am now also a minister. Oh, come and on. And I'm allowed to marry people, thanks to American Marriage Ministries. And I have, in fact, performed my first wedding. Congratulations, April and Ashley. That is actually a man and a woman. His name's Ashley, but a buddy of mine in North Carolina, when he and his wife got married, they asked me to do it, so I did, and by the way, you think it's hot up here now, holy shit, North Carolina in the end of June, god damn, it was like 105 degrees. Yikes. In my day job, I work with clients in the southeastern U.S., I know what you were talking about. Yeah, and it was it was supposed to be an outdoor wedding, but they moved it inside because everybody realized that it was ridiculous to be outside. All right, so not nation. So there's that. If any of you are getting married, make sure you contact the official minister of Not Nation. That's mm. your new. Is title. anybody getting married? Uh, someone is. Someone is. I've yeah. already, I've already been, I've already been turned down for that gig. So, uh, <laughs> D Rock and Carly don't want you to be part of their marriage. No, no. Apparently, their wedding package comes already comes with an officiant, so they didn't need me. I think they're getting married by That's Elvis. Funny. That's a, hey, that'd be awesome. Yeah, I young Elvis or old Elvis? Elvis. This is an important consideration. Female Elvis, they're gender bending. <laughs> Wouldn't that just be Katie Lang? Oh boy, stop! She kind of looks like a female Elvis. That's all, all I'm saying. Right. She's a haircut. All right. But besides my marriage services, I would recommend is the boys the on Amazon is it, Prime. Is it, is it yes. Katie Lang's chops that make you say she looks like Elvis? The sideburns. It was the kind of the pompadour I was thinking more. <laughs> okay. The back hair, but maybe? No, the Boys on Amazon Prime. That's a real recommendation. Yeah. I just finished it moments before we started this podcast, and my God, was that good. Well, the comic. Dark as shit. Yeah, the comic that it's based on was very enjoyable. Garth Ennis, the guy who created and wrote Preacher, 
also created and wrote The Boys, and it was very good. So I'm actually looking forward to watching that. Yeah, and so that already I've, has a second season. There you go. Good. Well, it ends on a hell of a cliffhanger. I'll ruin that for you. But for any in that nation who aren't familiar with The Boys, it's about a world where superheroes essentially all work for a giant corporation and they're all corrupt and super arrogant and basically abuse their powers. And the boys are a group of vigilantes who are waging their own private war against them. They're trying to keep them in line. Yeah. Yeah. That's, but you really can't keep them in line because they're all assholes. Yeah. Yeah. And they're super powered assholes. Right. And the only real big name in it is Carl Urban. Well, and Simon Pegg. He has a mi- very minor role. But, but the, he's character, in it and, the character and Huey. Jack Quaid, who, who's one of those guys who's been in that thing. The character Huey was based on Simon Pegg. That when they yeah, created Simon the Pegg boys. Simon plays comic. Huey's father. Right. Because he's too old to actually play Huey at this point. But in the comics, he, Huey looks just like Simon Pegg. He was designed to be that character. And Huey is played by a guy named Jack Quaid, who you've seen in a bunch of stuff, but I can't think of anything else off the top of my head. But he's very good. So it's definitely a series worth watching. But I do want to give one not re- a not recommendation. Oh. I hate to say it, but after 20-some years, Shark Week has jumped itself. Oh, boy. I've been watching Shark Week religiously since I was a teenager, I think, whenever it started. And it's just gotten to be the same thing every year. A bunch of great white sharks jumping. It's just not as fun as it used to be, and it's kind of gotten boring. So, Well, what would you do to spice up Shark Week? Well, there are other sharks than great whites in the world to take pictures of to start off with, and other stories than, oh, this look at this person get bit by a shark. Do you think they should they follow baby sharks? <laughs> Yes, they should follow baby sharks. Baby shark. Baby shark. Should I stop? <laughs> Mommy shark. Do, 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 do. Mommy shark. Do, 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 do. Mommy shark. Do, 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 do. Mommy shark. My so, son, my son Zach, does daddy shark. Do, 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 and it's the cutest goddamn thing ever. I'm just on a personal note. Well, of course it is. It's the only reason I can actually stand that song, because my 18-month-old son can sing part of it, and I think it's adorable. Well, see, your 18-month-old son could watch Shark Week now, and he'd like it because he hasn't seen the same thing for 20 years. All right, fair enough. So, uh, and you know, it's, it's just, it's like Discovery needs to find some new mojo in this. It's just not as, it's just not as good. It's not as fun. It's just repetitive. I mean, I guess there's only so much you can do with sharks after 20-some years. But. Well, yeah, I mean, sharks are kind of a one-trick pony. They swim, they eat. That's what they do. Yeah, and we it's a big idea. Don't kill all of them because we need sharks in the ocean. And I'm a big fan of that. I like sharks. I actually went fishing off Florida once, saw a 15-foot-long hammerhead shark, and holy shit, is that a lot of fish to see in the water. It scared the living hell out of me, frankly. You but weren't in the water with it, were you? No, I was on a boat, and it swam around our bo- our fishing boat that we were on. And you don't realize how big that is until you see it in real life. Hmm. I mean, in real life, a 15-foot shark, it's tw- it's more than twice as tall as I am. And you're just looking at it swimming and realizing that it could tear you to shreds and not even bat a sharp eyelash. Well, wasn't it? Was it a 13-footer that Quint was talking about That the, when uh, 1,100 men went in the water? And... and 316 came out. That's right, buddy. We delivered the bomb. <laughs> That's right. It's one of my favorite <laughs> scenes in Jaws. 
classic. As well it could be. It's one of the best scenes in a movie anyways. Classic. But Show that's, me the way to go home. I'm so, tired okay. and I want to go to bed. <laughs> I had a little drink about an hour ago, and it went straight to my head. Dum, dum, dum. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, Tom. <laughs> sorry. I love Jaws. I'm sorry. Here's to swimming with bow-legged women. <laughs> That's one movie that has never jumped the shark. Amen no, to that. Amen la- to that. And the last thing I'm going to recommend is Basil Hayden's Bourbon, because I just finished my third glass of it during this podcast. Nice. And then why didn't you join me in a song, you sucker? <laughs> I can hold my liquor. I'm not uh, even drinking and I'm singing. Come on now. I, just, I don't have much of a singing voice. I it's more like of a to, merry Well, voice. neither do I. I just like to have fun, dude. Thought you were going to join in. Hey, Jay, Listen, Mon- I told you, we need, to, we need to go into business together. I'll marry him. You play the reception. All right. We got both ends. That is a brilliant idea. There you go. They can have the official DJ and the official officiant of Not Nation. DJ? DJ. No, it's TJ now. Hey, oh, yeah. Money. Yeah. What do you want to recommend to Not Nation? Do you have the DC Universe app? I've been watching the uh, Shazam slash Captain Marvel TV show from 1974. Oh. Oh, 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 man. That thing's almost as old as me. Why do you want to torture yourself? Um, Are you enjoying the torture? When he talks to the elders, the elders are all animated. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, I remember this. So he's like a live action Billy Batson talking to like an animated bunch of elders up Uh. on a hill. Oh, God. It's just, it's so funny. (laughs) And thank you, Librarian Kate, for your password. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) And uh, my serious recommendation is uh, is Alita Bad Angel. Um, If you haven't seen it yet, rent it, buy it on demand. And if you liked it, please buy it on Blu-ray or 4K Blu-ray or DVD because... If it doesn't have a lot of sales, we're not going to get a sequel. So if you liked it or loved it, please buy it because I want a sequel and a lot of people do. And I believe Blade was in it, right? Who? The guy who's going to play Blade in the new Blade Oh, yeah, movie. yeah, yeah. He was the main bad guy. Yeah, you're right. I can't pronounce his name and I don't want to butcher it, so I'm not saying it. Yeah, something I'm not, I'll, I can try, but I don't want to Mer- butcher it Mer- either. Shala Sh- Ali or something, right? Yeah, he was, yeah, he was in it. Mer- Shala Ali. Yeah, there have you, you go. seen Thank it, you. Kate? Alita Battle Angel? No. Yes. Okay, well, I would highly recommend it. Uh, that's what you rent over the weekend. That's your home, That's your homework. Well, seeing as some of my weekend plans just got canceled, uh, that may actually happen this weekend. Right. And like I said, if you rent it on demand or rent it on the Red Box and you liked it, please buy it because I want a sequel. All right, well, just for you. Just for you, money. Thank you. And I also recommend Terrificon. That's right. Yeah, I thought you were going to let that slip by. You think I'm an idiot? No, I think you're drunk, though. <laughs> okay, I'm done. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell us about Terrificon. Terrificon at Mohegan Sun Resort Casino in Uncasville, Connecticut, USA Earth, Milky Way, August 9th, 10th, and 11th. Uh, the latest comic book convention that I have not got press passes for. Thanks, Mitch. <laughs> Jesus. Isn't that your buddy, Tom? Mitch Halleck is a good man. You take that back. Now, this I, I'm is not my... taking it back. Play nice, boys. He'll take it back when he gets his press pass. Don't, ba- don't bad mouth him. You'll never get press passes, you lunatic. 
<laughs> yeah. Well, anyways. Oh. If you're in New England, you want to, and this is my first time going, but I always imagine it's this little, it's a small, traditional, old school comic convention. It's not going to be the pop culture behemoth that some people have complained San Diego and to a certain extent New York have become. Old school, tons of fun. I'm really just in it because J Money, Lily Zemi, a, a, a whole bunch of Not Nations going to be there, and I'm going to meet y'all in person for the first time, and it's going to be so much fun. And I believe Steve and Joe from Dinner and a Podcast are showing up one of the days. They are going to be there on the Friday only mm -hmm. um, because they have concert tickets on Saturday, and I know this because Steve is coming by my house on his way up on Friday. He's asked me very nicely to get something signed for him because the artist is only going to be there Saturday and Sunday. What is this bullshit Steve's coming over your house? What's this bullshit about? Uh-oh, uh-oh. Gentlemen, I, you, are, you are also welcome. I've proposed to Steve, and I will propose it to you as well. If you ever want to do a massive crossover episode, I'm reasonably equidistant from the both of you. I have a decent-sized living room. I have a decent-sized basement. I would love to host you all, and we can have one big happy crossover. Heck, we can get Will from Dudes in Toyland to drive down. He's only about five hours from me, and it'll be one big happy party. Where's he, up in Maine? He's up in, in fact, I met him. Yeah, I he know was, that. Yeah, he was, um, I was on vacation in Brunswick, Maine at the end of May, and he lives in Freeport. He's the next town over. So we ended up going for coffee and going to a comic shop. And honestly, I'll say this, it was the highlight of my vacation. Nice. Yeah, Will's a good dude. Yeah, love Kate, you, Will. Kate may come over for uh, St. Patrick's Day next year, Tom. Oh, that would be amazing. I would love, <laughs> I've seen pictures. That, I would love to do St. Patrick's Day with y'all. And uh, I've said this There's to nothing money. like St. Patrick's Day in Holyoke. I'm not just saying that because I live in this area. That's the truth. Holyoke, Massachusetts, and, USA, Earth, Milky Way is the place to be for St. Patrick's Day. And I will say oh. that you want to do a, you have to do New York's parade at least once in your life on the bucket list. Mm -hmm. Oh, shit. I might have to sneak out of the house next St. Patrick's Day if you're coming up. That'd be fun. <laughs> I will keep y'all posted. And I would definitely have to sneak out of the house because there's no way my wife would let me near anywhere near money on St. Patrick's Day. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> you are the worst influence ever. Are you fucking kidding me? Tom, introduce <laughs> her to me. I will make a gentle case. I'll be your chaperone. Okay. Uh, Kate, I, I, I won't wear anything too slutty. All right. I told Kate, Kate she could shout don't. out for Mark. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Mark. Well, it's Mark! funny. It's funny you mentioned Mark. That's actually a good segue for my recommendation. We're all adults here. Because, ladies and gentlemen, my recommendation is for you to check out the So Wizard podcast. My former podcast. Yes. Oh, really? Yes, my former podcast that I started five years ago with Joey DiCarlo. And Aubrey Litchfield and Marky Mark Markellis Reagans. They are celebrating episode 265. It will be it will mark five years since the maiden voyage of the very first So Wizard podcast titled The Hand Falls. And I want to congratulate my former co-hosts, my lovely and talented former co-hosts, on five years of no weeks off. Consecutive every week they released a show. For five fucking years, that is something. Them. That's something to be proud of. I'm proud of them. I'm glad they carried it on without me. I'll be. I'll be honest. There was a. There was a point in time where I wasn't happy they were carrying on without me. I was very bitter and angry. But that has passed, and I'm very happy for them. And I wish them all the best and all the success in the world. 
And congratulations on five years, Mark, Joey, and Aubrey. You've done a hell of a Bless job. Them. Hey, Tom. Also, and bless them for doing it every single week because that's no easy feat. No easy feat. True that. Tom? Yes, sir. Are you getting like a special cameo appearance for the fifth year anniversary? I can neither confirm nor deny any such thing. I will tell you that. That means yes. I will tell you that I have not appeared on that show in any way, shape, or form since I left in. Was it episode 118 was my final episode? And now they're up to episode, they're going to be 265 is the five-year anniversary episode. So it's been a while. It's been a, quite a while. But don't look for that. Just listen to them because it's a good show and they're doing a hell mm-hmm. of a job. And I, I, the church condones, so is it podcast? And I approve this message. <laughs> And that's it. That's my recommendation. And if you stay for the after credits, there might be a little retrospective of my first episode with So Wizard Podcast. You never know. There might be. There might be some old audio there so we can see how far I've come. Man, I listened to the first episode. Boy, oh boy. Thank God I have improved in five years because that was rough. You can check it out on Podbean if you want to go back into the archives and hear uh, the very first show that we did. It was... um, It was interesting. It was something. And that's it. That's all I got. So, on behalf of my magical and my metal co-hosts, Mr. Christopher Todd. You all have a good evening, Not Nation. The lovely and talented and wonderful, the official librarian of Not Nation, Kate. Thank you all so much. This was a lot of fun. And the man who brings the money... Mr. J Money. Those episodes of So Wizard with Derek on were so bad. It's like he was using a Motorola like razor phone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, or he was underwater in like a submarine. Joey and I were actually just talking about this. Like Derek gets pissy because he wasn't invited to be on So Wizard. And he was the Bad first often. he was the first one to make fun of Joey when Joey told him that he, he and I were doing a podcast. He's like, that's stupid. It's so stupid. <laughs> and, <laughs> my, how the tables have turned, eh? Oh, those episodes with him on, oh my God, they were so bad. My favorite So Wizard episodes, ladies and gentlemen, if you, if you want to go back in the archives, you got to check out episode 68, I Hate You Now Watch Masters of the Universe. Oh my God, it's a, <laughs> it's a goddamn classic. And also, I don't know the episode number offhand, but... It's called Orange Rocks Are the New Black, and it's when Josh Trank directed that Fantastic Four reboot, that terrible, terrible reboot, and, 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 and Fox actually sent us a cease and desist letter because we were bad-mouthing it on the podcast. This is a and true And that's st- how you know you've arrived. That's right. It's a true yeah. story. That really happened. So check out, I don't know the episode number, but it's called Orange Rocks Are the New Black, and that's my other favorite episode. Classic. Classic stuff. All right, my name's Tom Van Zandt. This has been episode number 69 plus one. Thanks so much. And until next time, which will hopefully be not too far from now, we won't wait another month, I promise. Until then, bye-bye. 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 Well, that was great. You guys. Thanks, Tom. When When you're done with the Shazam show, Watch the 70s Spider-Man show. Oh, oh that's bad. Oh, that that's bad. awful. 
I've seen that a million times. I've never seen this stupid Shazam show. I never knew it existed. Oh, it's bad. You've seen it? Oh, yeah. Wow. So bad. Not as, ba- of- not as bad as the first episode of So Wizard. <laughs> hey, I think Joey's uh, coming to New York Comic Con. They're all coming down as press, so I get to meet them. They're going to Terrificon too. Yeah. Tom, you will be missed at Terrificon. I will say that. I, but I understand you've got probably got family obligations. That got, comes first. I do have some shit going on. You know, so I didn't mention it all tonight, Tom. Who? You haven't noticed? I don't know. Who? Kate noticed who I didn't mention. Doctor Bill. Oh, yeah. What's going on there? The less said, the better. Why? The less said, the better. Really? Are you playing Dr. Bill? Yeah. The T, the too long, the TLDR version, as the kids say these days, I think the kids still say that these days. You've got actual kids, Tom, ask them, uh, is I think Dr. Bill kind of backed out of Terrificon, and Money's not very happy about that. Oh, all right. We've gone, what, the last three, four years? Well, I'm mad you're not going to New York Comic Con. I'm done with New York. That place sucks. (laughs) You know, and in Money's defense, I've always said the same thing. I I swore 2017 I was going to play pull a share, and it was going to be my farewell tour, and I was going to sit out 2018. And then I start doing social media for Multiversity Comics, and like, we'll get you a press pass. And I'm like, well, yeah, no, you you can't say no. All right, hold on. I I have to play this for you. Listen to this. Keep in mind, this is my very first podcast that I ever produced. (laughs) You were you were on. What's it called, right? Well, I was on Geek League of America yeah, as, yeah, yeah, a, yeah. as a guest host, but uh, or co-host, but that doesn't count. This was like just a, just a guest in general. Yeah, right? this this was my first foray into podcasting. Listen, where this. are you getting this from? I'm playing it. Oh, don't worry where I'm getting it. Just listen. This is so wizard. All right, so right out the gate, you'll notice. That's porn music. Well, <laughs> I let the I let the theme go on way too long. There's the first problem. A theme should be about ten seconds. This goes on forever. It's like get to it. So that's one thing I've learned since I started. Can I make a sex joke? Hold I could have had three orgasms by now. Listen to this. And it's true, this is So Wizard. Welcome to our brand new so podcast. Wizard? This is episode one of the So Wizard podcast. I am Tom Van Zant, your host, and I am here with my two lovely and talented co-hosts, Mr. Joey DiCarlo and Miss Aubrey Wilkinson. Hi, guys. How are you today? What up? <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to be part of episode one, the Billy Zane is the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Episode okay. 1 of So Wizard, the podcast. For those of you who may not have recognized the soundbite, yes, we derived our name from Star Wars Episode 1, the Tatooine slang oh, God. of So Painful. Wizard, which basically means fucking awesome. And yes, as you can tell, we are swearing on this, so hide the kids. This is an unscripted, honest, and unfiltered podcast. Oh my God, the editing. Shit. It's going to be fun. The editing is terrible. I, I'm the like, audio, you've come a long way with the audio quality. But and, I mean, technology's done the same thing. But yeah, you've come a long way with the audio quality. But yeah, that the theme was too long. I could have orgasmed three times and probably rolled over and fallen asleep during that. Okay. <laughs> and the editing was just god awful, god awful. But we learned. Where, where was Mark? Mark wasn't in episode one of So oh. Wizard. He debuted in episode two, Vader's Hole. Why did Aubrey have a different last name? She was married. 
<laughs> people, be, be, sometimes people get divorced, money. Sometimes it doesn't work out. Uh, I'm, I'm aware people, I'm, I'm aware relatives get divorced. All right. So, yeah, that was, that's where I came from, ladies and gentlemen. Started from the bottom, and, and now we're here. And now we're still at the bottom, but. <laughs> and so Wizard is like at the best. Yeah. No, 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 no. They're doing yeah, good. You, you have your charms. You have your charms. Let's let's not sell yourself short here. Thanks, Kate. Love you too, Kate. I love you all. All right. Well, that's it. I guess there's nothing more to be said, other well, than I will. Thanks. So I will much. ask the sixty-four thousand dollar question. Go ahead. When's this gonna go live? Uh. Well. Um, hopefully by the end of the weekend. Okay. My guess is December twenty fourth. You're a douche. <laughs> I'm, I'm, you know, I, I'm hoping for so, sooner rather than later because I have. It is very hard not telling people things. I have no willpower. Right. Well. <laughs> and it is very. I have to say, it was um, when I did Legend in my spare time. Will and Sean knew. I did tell them. I swore them to secrecy. There may have been a blood oath involved because I don't. I wanted it to be a surprise for everybody. This one is harder because I. I want to tell them so bad. I, Will and I are pretty tight, and I want to tell them so bad, and I can't. Oh, my God. Sarah, the flower lady, was flipping out the other day. She was like, did it on a podcast? Why haven't they had Kate on? I can't yeah. believe it. I have offered repeatedly. I have offered I have offered my house. That offer I said at the end, that's, that was for both of you. I was like, do a crossover at my house. I'm right between you guys. Oh. Well, I mean, we, oh, we... hey, now. What are we talking about here? <laughs> hey. We'll get rid of Mr. Librarian Kate. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get rid of Steve, too. <laughs> hey, you have to keep it secret on the internet. I have to keep it secret at work. Right. <laughs> I have to talk to Sarah, the follower lady, Danny, Bill. I have to talk to all these people all day long and not tell them. Well, all right. Well, I will do my best to get this done sooner than later. And I definitely need to get it done like within the next week because. Terrific kind is coming up. Terrific so, oh. Okay. It's, okay. I don't want to put. You know. I know you've got. You've got work. You've got family obligations. I don't want to put pressure on you, but I also don't want this to linger in the ether. <laughs> you know well, what I mean? The sooner I get off with ah, you guys, the sooner I can start what editing. You're saying. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, let and... me go, and I'll start editing right now. My do- <laughs> my five year old daughter is up. Okay. You want to say? Right. You want to say hi to people? C- come here. Olivia, honey, it is very, very late. It is way past my bedtime. What are you doing now? I didn't even know what her name was. <laughs> that was the right one, right? I don't know. Hey. Hello, darling. Hi. It is very much past your bedtime. Did we wake you up, sweetheart? I just woke up. Oh, baby doll. I got to go tuck her back into bed. But, yeah, thanks, you guys. That was awesome. At least All she's right. not related to me. <laughs> That's right. All right. Well, Tom, thank you. Go be, go do the dad thing. I need to get some sleep. Okay. Good night, everyone. <laughs> night, y'all. Nice night, y'all. Bye. Bye. Bye.
And it's true, this is So Wizard. Welcome to our brand new podcast. This is episode one of the So Wizard podcast. I am Tom Van Zant, your host, and I am here with my two lovely and talented co-hosts, Mr. Joey DiCarlo and Miss Aubrey Wilkinson. Hi, guys. How are you today? What up? <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to be part of episode one, the Billy Zane is the Phantom Menace. <laughs> Episode one of So Wizard, the podcast. For those of you who may not have recognized the soundbite, yes, we derived our name from Star Wars Episode One, the Tatooian slang of So Wizard, which basically means fucking awesome. And yes, as you can tell, we are swearing on this, so hide the kids. This is an unscripted, honest, and unfiltered podcast where we're just talking shit. It's going to be fun, hopefully. Uh, I know Joey and I have big hopes for it, and we would like to acknowledge our other co-host who couldn't be with us tonight on the maiden voyage, which is kind of ironic, but um, Mr. Marky Mark Reagans will be here every week with us going forward, but uh, was unable to participate tonight, so the lovely and talented Aubrey was was very nice to step in and help us out. So thank you, Aubrey. No problem. 